do I get the pleasure of seeing your face? I'm just going to be staying at you in the airport with a random guy that I don't know. Look at her face. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. You know, just trying to keep it moving. You know, you know how we do. Just, you know, just doing stuff. Hey there, welcome to the More Civil Podcast. My name is Mo. I created this podcast as a resource for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them to share stories and processes and build community around important issues. On this show, you get to hear amazing stories from people like you who show us how to get more out of life. The stories featured on this platform are by people whose journey I'm inspired by, and most importantly, people who have been courageous and vulnerable to be open about their life stories. And I hope that in turn, you'll find these stories inspiring. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is the Marcible Podcast, and I am excited to bring my next guest to the platform. Before then, don't forget to keep sharing this um, podcast episode, or even the other ones, because it's about the only way to get publicity for the show. And the more people listen to it, the more we can blow. And I came back, well, I know her, you know, I listen to her podcast. So do it for the pod, guys, do it for the pod. So this particular person, hmm, I have known her since, I want to say 2004. And she was, I mean, she, we were in college together. And very weird friendship. Because, you know, she's a weird person. And I'm weird as well, so I think it cancels out. <laughs> but, um... In a way, in a good way, you know, you if you get to know Yinka, you know that Yinka is just, you know, she's a ball of energy and just goofiness. So um, her name is Yinka, Ola Yinka Jolaosho. She's a pharmacist with um, 12 years of progressive practical experience, and she's been working in development and health sector in several areas, including pharmaceutical research, supply chain management, health system strengthening, program management, and a, a whole slew of other things. She's also an advocate for results and believes that the success of public health interventions should be measured not in the amount of resources that have been expended or the number of activities implemented, but in the difference made on the health of the individuals and communities. So you can see that her head is there, like Nigerians would say. In her spare time, when she's not trying to bring down my, you know, my shine and be like my anti-fan, she enjoys lazing around reading novels watching detective movies. Movies. Most of all, she's an experimental foodie who doesn't know how to follow a recipe except when there are points to be earned. So everyone, join me welcome you to the show. <laughs> how am I made out of that with a straight face? I don't know. <laughs> how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are I'm you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad we're finally doing this. Um, yes. I'm, I'm happy too. Yeah. Okay. I still have butterflies in my stomach, yeah, but yeah, I guess I'll be fine. I like it. I'll do well. I said I'm Korean. I said I'm English, so you know I'm for real, for real serious. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm gonna be nicer to you than I'll be than I, I've ever been. You know, doing our WhatsApp conversation in real life. Yes, huh? yes. But you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> so one thing about um my friendship with you guys <laughs> that we know how to take jabs at each other. Like if you were outside, I reading our messages. We're like, these people are so mean. But we, I give as much as I can take from her, and I'll tell you that she knows how to get to, you know, that borderline of teasing and yabbing, where you can't get mad, but you just have to laugh because it's funny and you know it's true. 
so yeah and she has a thing with words which i really like so anyways um inka tell us just a little bit about yourself especially where you grew up and where you currently live hmm okay let's see um yeah so i'm inka olenka i i grew up in lagos nigeria I grew up off of Jodhbird. I think mean, um I um attended primary school around that area. I went to my secondary school in University of Lagos. Yeah, now I live in Abuja and um I've lived in Abuja for the past since graduation I think. Yeah. I think I've been here for about 10 12 years now since 2008. Wow. No 2009. We graduated 2008. I moved to Abuja 2009. I've lived here ever since. So yes, I pretty much spent the first part of my life in Lagos and then um I moved I moved to Abuja in 2008. So, so yeah. So you currently for so the past 12 years. Ah, okay, so I work with the Ministry of Health. I support the Ministry of Health um, as a consultant on supply chain. So I support two zones in the country. That's the North Central and the Southwest. But I'm based in Abuja. Nice. I love that you keep your responses really short. You're a perfect guest for a podcast. So um, I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep, just keep this short because I have a lot of questions for you. So what was your childhood dream in terms of your profession? Was it always pharmacy? If it was, what was it? And why did you decide hmm. and study pharmacy? Okay, so so for me, my childhood dream was very funny. I think um I wanted to be a doctor, right? I wanted to be a doctor for the longest time. But what I found myself doing was um I was that kind of child that would you know, try to make purple candles. So I ended up burning a lot of things at home. Like I'll I'll get gentian violet and um, candle, melt the wax, put in the purple, and then just try to get the wax to turn purple. It never worked. Um, I would mix my mother's creams. I would mix all sorts in the house. Mix the polish. They never give you so away. So I did all of those They things. They never give you away. Your parents? What? No. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm sure my mother was tempted, wow. but she didn't. About godly like, parents. I don't know how she did it, but she, you know, she was she was strong. Yes, the woman didn't. She didn't give me away. Like I, I experimented with all sorts. I mixed all sorts, made soups with. Oh God, I don't know how they stomach some of those things. But I started this activity around the age of seven. Mm-hmm. I was always mixing things, like crazy mixing things. If my mother found anything mixed that she didn't have. She knew it was you. I was the culprit. <laughs> <laughs> she always knew it was me. Yeah, just just say you can't tell us all it, and then most of them just pass up and say, oh, "Well, you know." Yeah, so I used to do a lot of those things. So it wasn't until much later I realized I didn't really want to be a doctor. I wanted to study pharmacy, and then um, I think I found out early enough that I wanted to study pharmacy. Yeah. And uh, so I put my mind to it, and I must say I was a very unserious student in secondary. Even in college, who doesn't know me in secondary? Who knew me in secondary school? No, I was serious. Please, I'm not the serious version. Who doesn't know me? In oh, that was serious. College, that was serious in college. Wow. 
I wonder what serious love is. I was a serious person. I was unserious, but then I was so playful, like crazy playful. I would play so hard. If I didn't like your face as a teacher, I won't pay attention to your class. You know, I was that bad. I was playful. Hmm. I hmm. My prayers and my children don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, but I, I, I didn't realize I wanted to study pharmacy until I think after secondary school. Yeah. I had a brief stint where I stayed at home yeah. for like three years doing all sorts. After secondary school? It was during that I realized Yes, I'm just oh, wow. school. It was then I realized um, that I wanted to study pharmacy. And um, yeah, I went for it. So people who knew me then in secondary school kept telling me, ah, you're going to fail in pharmacy school. <laughs> pharmacy is for serious people. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm serious. In my mind, I'm a serious person. Maybe all these things I'm doing, I'm just so yeah, serious. Yeah. But my mind, I am a very serious person. So yeah, and see? Nice. And I did it. Yeah, you did yeah. it. I, I wouldn't have known that about you. Yeah, another thing I told myself, sorry, telling it was um, going into school, going into um, college. I, I told myself, um, Inka, you're going to have fun. Fun? You're going to enjoy yourself. Yes. Calm down. Don't give me that look. You're going to enjoy yourself. You're going to double a little into politics. You're going to make sure you focus on God and you need to be a good student so you're not going to fail and um, so I went in to University of Lagos with that mindset so I knew year one I was going to be like straight jacketed I was class fellowship you know and just that straight line be let, let, let school go through me mm. instead of um, you know just school. going through school mm-hmm. I wanted to learn other parts of life I said I was going to focus on God I was going to be more active in fellowship I was going to be active in politics which I did and and then I was going to be a good student and I told myself well I'm not planning to make a first class but I'm going to know what I know know it well and excel at it and that's what I did those are goals man especially for those who might be struggling in college and trying to balance it all I think it's like setting goals for yourself and knowing that, okay, this is my limitation, this is what I can do. And it doesn't hurt to like understand that sometimes those things might not work out, you know, the way you thought about it, but it, it's still good to have. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so now you work, you know, you work as a consultant for the Ministry of Health. That's quite a different path for, you know, so many pharmacies that I know. So as your colleague, I know that if I were in Nigeria, I would either be doing one of three things, well, broad, three broad things, Either working in a hospital, working in a community pharmacy, or repping for a, for a, a pharmaceutical industry. So, what? How did you get to this path? And you find it rewarding so far? Um, um how did I get here? <sighs> for me, getting here was just very. Um, uh, it was a series of events. I always knew that I didn't want to work in a hospital. Um, I knew that I didn't want to... Yeah, as much as I enjoyed the interaction in the community pharmacy, I didn't want to stay there permanently. And then... Um, and then... In Nybridge, 
as the National Institute for Pharmaceutical Research and Development. I enjoyed it very much. And then it was then I realized that, okay, I might not be cut out for the whole pharmacy thing. Like, you know, um, um, having a hospital, I'm more into the management aspect of things or doing research. So in doing that, I worked briefly at um, National Hospital. I had a seven week stint there where I had to interface with the oncology clinic, um, then um, the um, STC, the Special Treatment Center for HIV, and then also um, the OPD, that's the outpatient department. So I did, yeah, so I did those three and I realized I enjoyed the oncology and the, and the STC more. Nice. Yeah, I enjoy that aspect more. So after doing that, I now volunteered with um, Family Health International. They were on this um, GAIN project then. Uh, Family Health International is an NGO, FHI 360. I, I volunteered with them. Okay. So I started going to their hospitals, working in their STC for about two years. So I realized I was I didn't really want the hospital gig. Um, I left that, then moved to after NYC. I started working. I managed a clinic during NYC. I enjoyed the management aspect, doing the procurement, you know, working out the forecasting, the quantification needs. I enjoyed that bit. I enjoyed that that aspect of it. So I just knew that the real um, patient pharmacy school care thing. Uh, it was, while it was interesting, it was really not my thing, mm. you know. I could do it, but I wasn't like deriving like all, all the joy from it, you know. I was I was deriving more joy from making sure that from knowing that oh I quantified properly um, the needs for all the patients were met at this particular point in time. Um, we didn't run out of stock, you know. I was able to forecast. And all of those like things, the and, and for and me, all that, that just the inventory yes, and the logistics aspect of it, yeah. So, so from there, I started doing certifications in logistics aside from my um, internship days. Um, so I started doing um, certifications in logistics um, of healthcare products, and then I moved on to a graduate. At, but after NYSC, my first job was as a rep. Okay, so I worked to Novartis for a bit, and then. Um, I enjoyed that also. I enjoyed managing my time. I enjoyed, you know, um, um, working with the dynamics of the, the supply chain dynamics. That's the, the demand creation aspect of it. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, the people management bit of it. And uh, I enjoyed that bit. I enjoyed uh, working with difficult people. It taught me a lot of things. So, so it helped me to manage difficult people. It helped me to, um, and he helped me to be results oriented. So most times when I talk to a physician and he says, "Oh, I'm not getting results," I will sit down and map through what his treatment plan is. And I was managing, uh, you know, I was uh, managing some products that were pretty new then. So I sit down and try to work with him through it. And I had an amazing managers that were helping me through this process. So I'll map it out. You know, follow up with those patients, ensure that at least he gets the best out of it. Because if he was happy with my product, I was happy at the end of the day, and I, and I, you know, I won't feel like I was scamming him, so to speak. You know, <laughs> so I, I did that, and then um, I wanted something more, and um, I wanted um, something more, and I realized I needed to be in a policy-making institution to do that. So I had to resign from 
from Novartis, moved to the Ministry of Health and then started working there. It was when I was working there, I realized I do not like hospital services. Like, I do not like to work in a hospital. I respect those people who work in hospitals. It threw my whole system off balance and being on call and everything. I respect them, but I know that I'm not really, really cut off for it. So I worked in a hospital. I did all of that. And um, in between, I started getting gigs as a consultant. Um, I had to work on um, last mile distribution of products or um, to work on quantification of products. So I started getting those in-between gigs. And then at some point, I had to, you know, withdraw and then um, work with, you know, leave the civil service to now work as a consultant supporting the civil service, uh, supporting the Ministry of Health. Uh, So what I do now, I support the Ministry of Health, but I work with um, the Management Sciences for Health to support the national, uh, yeah, to support the Ministry of Health on supply chain. That's the National Product Supply Chain Management Program. So that's what I do now, and I enjoy it. I can tell. Yeah, about the only families <laughs> I've met, you know, who feels that particular niche. And from your, your story, I think one, one lesson I'm taking out from that is, you know, find out what works for you. And sometimes finding your path in life, it might not be clear. Whatever you find in front of you, yeah. do it and keep doing it well. Almost like... You're cutting yeah. like there's this bush in front of you and you're trying to cut the grass and it's so tall. But for every time you mm-hmm. raise the grass down, mm-hmm. you know, you can see more and see more before you get before you know it you're in paradise, right? Whatever paradise might mean to you. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like you know, as you remember, I worked with Lowe's for a while, then I worked with Chevron, then I worked, you know, mm-hmm. in Pepfar. But I realized that while I did enjoy working in Pepfar because it was, you know, patients with HIV was very, very specific. I knew that I wanted mm-hmm. to work behind the scenes and doing research. So I quit all of that and I went back to grad school to kind of like get my you know, degrees and do what I'm doing now. And there's no path, there's no one path for everybody. You find out what works for you. And, and I think that's just the beauty of it. Sometimes, you know, the money might be good, but if you find out that you're, you're not happy. And when I say happy, your job cannot make you happy. There's no job that can make you happy. But are you enjoying it? Are you finding purpose in it? Do you think you're contributing towards it? Mm-hmm. If it's just for the money, I feel like mm-hmm. it's a part of your soul is going to ebb away. Because money, money is just yeah. paper, you know. But then I feel like your mm-hmm. purpose should be tight. Like whatever you're doing, whether at work or at home, there should be purpose behind it. I solely believe in that. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something, one, one thing that kept driving me, you know, was, was the part, is, there's, there's this part in the Bible that says that whatsoever your hands find mm-hmm. to do, do it with all your might as unto the Lord. So every single time I found myself in a place that I really did not like, I would say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to do the best at this, right? I might not really like it, but I'm not going to leave here shabby. I'm not going to leave here and everybody will say, oh, Yinka Jalosha was here and she didn't do it well. No, I'm going to leave here and I'll be a reference, a reference point for excellence. Not that you would come back and say, oh, maybe she was there before she didn't do it well, no. So at that, for me, I was always yeah. like, whatsoever, yes, yeah. whatsoever your hands went to do, do with all your mind, you know. And I always remember that, you know, when the Bible says that um, that um, um, a diligent man, you know, would um, um, stand before kings, yeah. kings, 
and not be forming men, you know. Yeah. So I remember that and I'll tell myself, mm, you are going to be diligent at this thing. Okay? <laughs> and you will stand before kings on this matter. You might not like it. It might not be where you want to be right now, but you will do it and you do it. That's a good lesson right yeah, there. And even why you said you hated hospital, like see how it was even with the hospital that you realized that you loved working behind the scenes, you know, with supply chain management and logistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While you were doing something yeah. you didn't fantastically like. You didn't like it in a fantastic way. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's go let's go a bit personal now. So I know that um okay. you had some major life experiences happen to you. But before we talk about that, can you tell me about your family unit? Like um how many siblings you have? And you know what your relationship was like with your siblings and then your parents. Ah, uh, okay. So I had five siblings, um, four siblings. So we were five. And um, growing up, uh, well, like every normal Nigerian household, we had the ups and downs. Yes. There was a point in my life that was really close to my dad, and there was a point in my life where like arch enemies. And which is then still, which the is still a relationship part, right there. Where, an enemy means there's still relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it means that you care enough yes. to be angry, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a point in my life where I'll talk to my like for the last ten before he passed. My dad is late now. Like for the for like about eight years of his life the last part last part of his life like i'll talk to him like five times wow. a day yeah like yes we'll talk like five times a day and we'll be gossiping like parties like he knew everything that was going on at work would um yeah so for me my my family is closing it well, are you the first um, one, right? some yeah, of my siblings are like I'm the I'm the first I'm the first yes, um, we were three girls and two two boys. Now we're two girls and two boys. That's two guys, yeah. And then um, and my dad is late. My mom is very much alive in Lagos. Um, growing up was fun. Like my growing up was was fun. <laughs> it was it was interesting. It was fun it was just crazy it was good you know yes a lot of mixed feelings and um yeah so myself and my siblings are very mushy i don't know where we got that from but you know, my dad was never really mushy <laughs> my dad was never really mushy right? you know we're like the huggy yeah. you know yeah. with hug, good kiss so just you forgot to add one part. There was yeah. one time I came to your house, I don't know if you remember, it was your birthday. It was a Saturday. It was myself yeah. and Laura. Mm-hmm. And your siblings, you guys were just teasing yourselves, like just <laughs> shamelessly teasing yeah, yourselves. I, like, I looked at you because I was like, wow, because I could see the one and the new thing. I tried your little two sisters and they were just going at you like and we like the fact that oh, they were just there, they didn't even mind. They were just talking and <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> I remember it. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're still like that. I mean, <laughs> now we're all grown up, yeah. but we're still like that's that. A good, that's just that's put, a good one. Put, you put have us in the room. Composed uh-huh. of being able to, like, you know, tease their siblings shamelessly like that, right in front of other people that are like. Yeah. 
Uh, that's for, for me, yeah, that was it, really. Yeah. And it helped us. It helped us. It helped us through a lot of the trying times. Yeah. You know, there were times we had to cry together and all of that. You know, there were times we had to tell each other the truth. Like, you know, doing this well, let's, let's, let's be honest. No other person will tell you outside, you know. Yeah. There were times we had to, uh, you know, gang up on people outside <laughs> just because they were interested in somebody, right? You know? Yeah, so. What's family yeah. for? Um, so I know you lost one of your siblings and you lost that. You lost your dad and you lost your sibling. Um, wh- yeah, which yeah. one happened first? So, um, there's something I've learned about grief, right? Mm-hmm. I've gotten to that point where I don't think, yeah, if I talk about it and I cry, it's like, it's my cry. <laughs> you get, it's, it's my tears to cry. For me, it's not, it's not off limits. It's not, it's not a topic that is like off limits. I can talk about it anyhow. If at any point I'm talking about it, I'm, you know, vulnerable. I feel vulnerable or I start crying or something and yeah, works. Hey, that's family, right? Yeah, so I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. talk about this. This is this your family. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. it's totally understandable. Yeah, so. What year? Your sister, I think I remember, it was 2014 or was it 2015? It was 2014, November. Oh. November 2014. And your dad, what, what, what year did he pass away? My dad was 2016. Oh. What was your sister like? like? I mean, I the last time I saw her was at, in your house, and the next time I saw her was a picture of her, and she had, she was you know she was very grown. And I was like, wow, what was she like? What was that personality uh, like? Okay, so um, we used to call her Oli. Oli, Oli, Oli was bold. Bolder than you? Like, yes. Wow. Like, like there were things that she would say, and I would blush. And she would see them without like batting an eyelid. She could tackle my dad head on. I, I, I remember then, like, and 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 she was so easy with strangers. Like she could have conversations with people that, but not really. I I am not sure I'll be able to hold a conversation with. Like, she was she was a tomboy, but a very easygoing. And stubborn. I don't know if you get that blend. It's quite you know? unique, but I, I, I'm, I'm, as you're talking about it, I'm imagining it. Yeah, it's a unique yeah. blend to have. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she was that kind of person. Um, I don't know if you knew this. She was a, she was um HBSS. Yes, I, I knew that. So that's yeah. for those that don't know what that means. She um she had a sickling gene, and and yeah. usually for sickle for sickle well they call it sickle cell disease scd mm. and the cause of that really is when the hemoglobin they die quickly then they're able to be reproduced so it comes with a lot of pain and yeah. they do um they have to some some of them have to undergo frequent blood transfusions and they have crisis and there's you know vaso occlusive crisis as well it's quite painful and you know um it's 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 a lot of process especially for the individual and the family members as well and um she was um she was very artistic. So she was very artistic. 
very I, I, did i mention that she was stubborn you said that i think you said she was very <laughs> yeah you said that okay so she said so, so she was stubborn enough to sit down and clear her way wow. that's a west african um senior secondary yeah equivalent to the sft yeah she cleared it but then first jump now she refused wow. And you know why? She said um, that she didn't want to go to school to study anything um, in particular. But what she wanted to do was to to um, study fashion designing. My father wouldn't hear that. <laughs> Which African? And, uh, African father uh, wants to hear that. <laughs> On behalf of them, your father sounds like. Mm? <laughs> <laughs> of course, she didn't have this discussion with him. I just noticed that. She was deliberate about feeling. Like she cleared her work, like she didn't have a problem with it. She was so I called her one day and I said, What's the problem? I said, well, she wants to learn fashion designing and she knows she doesn't need to go to school to learn that. So I called her and sat her down and then what I did was I, I had to show her musicians, you know, um, um fashion designers who went to school, you know, studied other things maybe like business administration that would help them in their exactly. businesses and then I'm still deep the fashion designing so I told her okay no, now, now let's do this pick whatever course that he wants you to pick I will go and change this behind <laughs> right no 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 because it was a major quarrel I said I will go and change it to um, um, either banking and finance or business administration yeah. are you okay with that she said yes okay and I said, then I will pay for fashion school. What a good compromise. That's what I had. That was the discussion. Yes. And I told her, I'll pay for fashion school. Daddy doesn't need to know. Right? But this is what... Yeah. What did your dad want her to study? Said, I'm just she curious said, to know. How was it meant? Law. <laughs> even worse. Law. <laughs> Law. I could see why she was not even in the She would make a good lawyer. Because she, she was all about justice, right? Yes. And then you know, she would make the points there. Why are you treating this person like this? Why are you doing this? Why won't you just give the money for this thing now? You know? And like she would have that discussion with my dad that some of us were, we're not afraid even, to talk to. We're not bold enough to have. <laughs> yes. You know? And she always got away with it. Like somehow. I don't know. I would have gotten a good whooping now. <laughs> so I... Like that was kind of compromise that um, you know I had with her and she... She agreed. So I went to Fumi Igojiano. Mm-hmm. That um Yeah, Fumi, what's her last name? Fumi Fumi I Fumi Agbi. I made him Agbi. Yeah. 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 You know, and she enrolled in Fumi's um Fumi's um, fashion, um yeah. school. So Fumi was the one, yeah, her fashion school. But by this time, by the time she enrolled, she had this um foot ulcer going. Mm-hmm. So she needed to be in loose. To you know, for the treatment and all of that. Yeah, so it was during that period that she passed. Mm. After we had reached the compromise, she died at the age of twenty. Mm. But reached the compromise, when I agreed, and I told her, okay, I will pay for fashion school. You learn where you want to learn here. If you feel that there are any gaps, we'll move to another place. I'll pay for the fashion school. And 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 for me, he just told me, oh, let her come. She doesn't even need to pay. Mm. 
So she started with Fumi and, and then she didn't, she didn't even pay any, I didn't pay anything. Mm. So that's, that was Oli. Wow. And so, so it's been six years. How have yeah. you been coping with that? And then smack dab in the middle of all of that, two years later, you lose your dad. Yes. So for me, it's, it's, um, how have I been coping? Like, uh, I'll just say, I've never really gotten over all these death. You know, it's so bad that I see someone who looks just like a girl on the road. I'm like, oh my God. And I hug you. Like Oli, you know? <laughs> this was busy probably before Corona. No, and I hug it, you. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't do can I hug you. I just keep looking at, you know. Uh, yeah. I just keep looking at the person. like, And, and, and I'm sure the person will be wondering why. But of course, I can't walk up to everybody and say, you look like my late sister. No. I, so I'll just keep looking. And then maybe you'll find out that I'm quiet for a bit. Because I'm thinking, oh. Should have been this old now. Oh, she have been like, she's still been troublesome. Yes, I know. Giving me a good run for my money. Yes. Oh, okay, like, Ollie was so bad that okay, I remember one time I got home from school and she came to me and said, Oh, Sister Inka, how much do you have? And I looked at her like, My money or your money? I said, Your money now. And so I said, No, tell me what you need and I'll tell you if I have money for it. She said, Okay. I saw this pair of sandals that I like. It was, um, I think it was three five or five thousand, yeah. and I have five hundred now. <laughs> yeah. And I looked, at and I looked at the girl like, yeah, five hundred there, okay. <laughs> when you have one five, tell me, I'll make up the rest. <laughs> <laughs> the boldness. <laughs> that was just this scam. Like really, like, it's my money. <laughs> You know, yeah. So, so she was that kind of person. I don't think I've gotten over that, um, because growing up, I was the only girl for a long time, for almost twelve years, and um, she came when I was twelve, and um, I always prayed for a baby sister. So I remember when my mom was pregnant, I would always say just to my hands like, "God, please let this one be a girl," you know had two boys after me. I just wanted a girl. So she came, when she came, she was like an answer to my prayers. Mm. I tried everything to make her very girly, but she refused. Don't I tried everything. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I, I, I'm not very girly, but I just feel like some, some basic things, like some basic things yeah. that a girl should do. But no, she just went off at a tangent. I was I was not looking like the girly one until you know much later. Yeah, so for me it was really painful. Like it was so painful for me. But I kept asking God, God, why? I prayed specifically for this one. This one I asked you for. So why give her to me for just twenty years? Why? Like she was looking forward to her twenty first birthday. You know, because she just felt okay after twenty one I'll be good. Yeah. So about that, for those that don't know, 21 is like that age for people that have sickle cell crisis. Like once you pass 21, there's this, I don't even know if it's scientifically proven, but like you've almost like crossed the threshold where you have fewer crises. Like it's almost like an age, like once you can get, get past 21, you're supposed to be, be, you know, get better in a way. I don't know if it's scientifically proven, but 21 was a yeah. big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. I, I don't think, I don't I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know think either. it was. Like it was until you mentioned that I remember yeah. that. Oh, that's true. We have that thing with twenty one, but I don't know why. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. So, well, 
you know I so I I can't say I have gotten over it. Yes, it gets easier by the day. Makes it better. Makes it better. And I'm asking this for maybe those that, you know, are experiencing grief. Actually, the magnitude of grief that you have experienced or you are currently experiencing. Um. So what makes it better? Nothing really makes it mm. better. And I'll be honest with you, nothing makes it better because you just get to accept it. Mm. Yeah, nothing makes it better. Time doesn't make it better because you think, oh, what should I have been doing now? And then you just find yourself going um, far, thinking, oh, yeah, she would have been this, she would have been that, she could have been yeah. this, you know, she'd have given me, you know. Mm. But it's, um, it doesn't get better. It makes it easier to deal with, but it doesn't, like, go. You don't find out that one day, oh, all of a sudden, you're no longer missing her. Or like I saw my mom recently, and she was just talking about her, and and I was just thinking, she was like, oh my, if my if my daughter had been here now, she'd have done this, mm. and and I get that because I have those moments too, yeah. where I have a piece of jewelry that I can't fix, and I know that she would have fixed All it for me because she's very good at yeah. the hand, yeah, you know, she would have fixed it for me because she's very good at the hand, and she was color coordinated. Me on the <laughs> other hand, I'm not. Wow. It's a better version of you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that color yeah. coordination thing, yeah. I was going to make a joke about it, but I'll let it slide this time around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make a joke. <laughs> I promise that was going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, it promised to be nice, but really, I mean, to you not be nice. So, nice to you, strange you. Yeah, oh. so, so, that's that's. That's it, yeah. That's it, really, for me. But I can also even say that, you know, even your faith probably has helped you a lot. Like, your relationship with God would also be something that mm. at least gives you that comfort because there's nothing anyone can really say or do that can assuage the feelings that come with losing someone that precious or even people, two people that are precious yeah. to you. And, and yeah. know that podcast is going mainstream and that there are many people all over the world listening to podcasts daily? For example, in the US alone, one in every three persons listen to at least one podcast every month. Well, that's a lot of people. Do you also know that podcast listeners tend to be more loyal, affluent, and educated? Speaking of these retro qualities, did you also know that on a monthly basis, thousands of people all over the world listen to the Mossible podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business, service, event, or product you would love loyal, affluent, and educated listeners to hear about? Then look no further. To promote your services on the podcast, send an email to talktomo at mossible.com today. Or you can visit our website at www.mossible.com. That is www.mosibyl.com. Yeah, so so I remember the day she died, like a, a day before then, and two days before then I had spoken with her, and I was about to get angry at something she said, and I just said no, like, like it was like a nudgment spirit, and Holy Spirit was just like just agree with her, you know, just agree and do what you want to do anyway. So I just said, okay, I've heard, I've heard you. And I didn't know anything like that was going to happen. So by, by the time 
I was just, I just, I got off, I was on call, I got back home, and you know, she had not been feeling fine, I was just talking on the, I was talking to my cousin on the phone, and then I said, she's not talking, she has never got to a point where she wasn't talking, meanwhile, she had left my mom's place, and she had moved to my uncle's place, so, and that was where she passed. Yeah, so it's um I just sat down when I heard I just sat on the floor and all I could think of doing was just sing. And I just sat down on the floor and I was just singing. Like that was all I could do. Because I was this close to losing my mind. I couldn't comprehend it, like I couldn't I couldn't comprehend it. Like I I, I thought it was a joke. For like how many Almost three weeks. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking somebody would tell me, Oh, it's yeah. a lie. She's awake, yeah. you know? Like, like no, 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 she's awake, you know? Things like, Oh, she called out of the grave and she's fine. It was just a joke, you know? Like, I would have accepted that. I'd have been angry, but I'd have been fine. It'd have been a joke. But it turned out it wasn't a joke, and, um, you know, it just. <sighs> All I could think of. All I could do at that point was just sting. Like, suddenly, you hear your sister is dead, and all you can do is just sing. And it was, it was, <laughs> I don't know, but I just thank God, because really, I was this close to losing my mind. One of my colleagues came to stay with me just before my flight, and, um, and, and and when I told her what I wanted to do, she was like, okay, please go on. Just, it wouldn't be strange. So she sat down with me and I was just singing. Mm-hmm. And that was what I was doing. And before and, and, and before I got to Lagos, Adesua was there. Yeah. Because Cynthia had oh, called. Like she was waiting for me. Yeah, oh, okay. shout out to Adesua. What's up, Susu? Yeah, Adesua was there. <laughs> she was there waiting for me. And I was shocked to see her. But she just called me and said, I'm waiting for you at the airport. I was like, how? Yeah. You know, she dropped me off. And, um, yeah, it was just... It was, um... It, it was one of the crazy moments of my yeah. life. Yeah. Just yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I feel like I got to know more about your sister. Uh, I I don't have the right words to say to you to you know make you feel better, but I know that God is always in the business of um, comforting, especially through the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you know even for those low moments that you have, that you always remember that God truly cares for you. And even though we don't mm-hmm. understand why things like this happen, we understand that everything works together for our good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the funny part was, I think um, after when I got home, when I got to Lagos, I couldn't let my grief show because my grandmother was in the house with my mom, so that my mom speaks, and um, herself and my grandmother were very close. She could do no wrong. Yeah, she could do no wrong. My grandmother knew she had traveled, but didn't know what happened, that she had passed on. 
And this is your mom's she dad or your dad's mom? Coming to the house. Your mom's mom. Right? My 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 mom's mom. So she didn't know that you know this was going on, and uh, and she just saw people coming to the house. And my mom just told her, oh, I'm not feeling fine. That's like people that come to the house. She's like, oh my God. You mean all of them are coming to check you because you're not feeling yeah. too good? My mom said yes. You know, we didn't tell her for almost three years. How did yes, she get, how did she get used to not hearing from like, Oli? Like, since we were that close. Like, okay. So, so, so we just told her that Oli had left the country and hadn't gotten a new phone. Yeah. You know, and all of that. She's like, that's very unlike her. That she would have called me. There was nothing we didn't tell the woman. Yeah. I'm sure if she really sat down to look at all the versions <laughs> of the full lineup. <laughs> but I guess <laughs> old age too, you know. So it's it's, it's very difficult for her yeah. to keep tabs on the stories. She kept saying, "Oh my God, now where is she now? That only will not go a day without talking to her. What's going on?" We just told her, "Mama, this is it. So only had to travel." Something, something, and we came up with different versions of stories, and she believed us. She didn't find out until she left Lagos to go to my uncle's place in Ogun yeah. State, and then somebody was telling her, "Hey, yeah, sorry, ah, you. it wasn't even from you that like, she heard ah. it." Oh my goodness! If not, she would have just known until now. Wow! I'm telling oh you, and it wasn't from us because. We asked ourselves, are you ready to buy the five cows that it take to wear this one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so nobody could really tell her. Yeah. How did she take it though? Like after really after the fact. She called my mom and then she had her own grieving mm-hmm. you know. She grieved in her own way. She called my mom. Apologize I didn't it was just, I don't know, just apologize for, I don't know what she was apologizing for really, because I didn't feel the need for the apology. Well, she just, I think she just needed to comfort her child, really, and that was her own way of doing it, yeah. so, yeah. Mm. So, we have like, maybe like two things to talk about quickly. So, um, you want to talk about addiction, but I don't know what, it, I, I should have reached out to you to kind of find out what angle that was coming from. Is it your story or something there to work? Can you please shed more light? Because that was like sticking out in all of the things. I was like, addiction. Oh, okay. Addiction? Was she addicted to? No, well, I didn't think of it that way. Oh, you don't know what I'm addicted to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do not? Confess your sins. It's okay. Well, that is I don't like fish. You know. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I still do. <laughs> You still like fish? Yeah, no, no, but I don't consider. Uh, I still like oh fish. Goodness. I still like fish. Oh, it's the bad aggregate. It's the bad aggregate. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, addiction, don't mind me. I was, when I was looking at addiction, all I could think of was my addiction to novels. I. Ah, pardon me. I read books at an alarming rate. And when I say alarming, I, I read books at an alarming like rate. How many books can you read? Like I consume books. <sighs> okay, for a 400-page book, I can read like three or four in a, in a day. Where do you get the time? So that's the thing. I read really fast. And um, 
uh, I, I can read three or four in a day. So, okay. give me a weekend. In a weekend, Saturday, Sunday, lazy weekend, mm-hmm. I can do six boxes. Oh, wow. That's quite impressive. I mean, I could do that, but I don't. I don't read books like that, like like I used to back in the day. This was me in two thousand and seven. Well, actually, right after twenty, before twenty ten, I could do that. But after twenty ten, once I got into grad school, I was like, nope. Okay. I take my time to read. So I don't. Read, right? I don't speak read, read through them, and I don't do novels actually anymore. I do more of topics and biographies and processes and things like that. So. So, even if I was reading like a biography, mm-hmm. okay, so most biographies, um, okay, so I read um, Nelson Mandela's Long Walk yeah. Freedom. I think it took me two days. That was a big that. book. <laughs> my, yeah, it took me two days. My toughest mm-hmm. read, toughest, mm-hmm. toughest, was C.S. C.S. Lewis' Scriptive Letter. That tiny thing. <laughs> well, no, no, and I'll tell you why it was my toughest read. Why? So, with novels, I can kind of um, okay. So if I'm reading a Patricia Conwell, yeah. for example, I'm thinking, okay, so who did it? Who done it? <laughs> so you know who yeah. done it? You know, I'm thinking and just trying to figure yeah. it out. Is it Sheldon? I'm just yeah. you know trying to get to the end of the book so I can speed read those ones. But Scripted Letters got me in a way that I don't think I have fully recovered from, and I know I can go yeah. back. To it makes yes, you think a lot. I like punishment yeah, that way. Yes, you know, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, I do this, I do yeah. this, I yeah. do this. You know, yeah. I I I read the letters, and and it was more like I had to read one chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As in, when I say I wanted to say a day, but that won't be quite correct. I read one chapter. And then let it sink in for another one week. Yeah, because I know it's not the volume; it's a very small book. Like yeah. even his book, "Agree, Agree, Observed, and Problem with Pain," I took those off when you know I had to grieve about you know personal loss in my life. And I'll let you know that yeah. even though for the need to like read something to kind of like make me understand, you know, bridge my faith and then losing something that important to me. And even at that moment where I needed something, I was like a drowning person. Like I was, a, I was, a, I was like a someone that was drowning in need of saving. I still had it was very hard for me. Okay. I think that's the beauty of this. Yeah. He he speaks to the heart and he's he writes in a very in a very terse, deep manner that you can't even rush through it. I mean rushing through it here doesn't yourself a huge disservice. Yes. Yeah. And and his books were they were deep. Like okay, so I've read Chronicles of Narnia. Like really. I've read Chronicles yeah. of Narnia. All the seven books of Chronicles of Narnia. I've read them like twice or three times, <laughs> you know. But this yeah. one, this one, there are people that make me really think. C.S. Lewis, Ted Decker, Frank Peretti. Yeah. yeah. So, so those guys, they always have a moral to their story. You know, there's always something behind it. And yeah, so so ugh, that was my toughest read, really. So yeah, I can run through books like. Crazy. So I like to imagine that. I've slowed slow down. down. I like to imagine that Netflix is not one of your top things to do. No, 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 no. So, 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 I, if I read a yeah. book before the movie, I'll likely just hit the movie. <laughs> I think that's that's part of course for everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
like I've read Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. It's more like Twilight. Like the whole one. It's like Twilight. The yes. book is a lot better than the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I've read Twilight. You know, oh, you know yes, I've read Twilight. Yes. So mm, <laughs> a little bit back in the day, Yinka, Yinka was like, "Why? Well, you know how people have like crack supplier? Yinka was my PDF Adobe, you know, novel supplier." And I remember it was from her that I learned about Twilight. This was like 2009, 2008, thereabout. And she sent me this book. Seven, actually. Seven, eight. Seven, yeah. Thank you, seven, eight. Because I remember I was supposed to be studying for the GRE not too long after that. And then, Yinka, I, I think the copies we got was, it wasn't even like the published copy. It was probably like the proof really mm-hmm. copy. Because there were some errors and typos. I tried towards the last one. All of the yeah. books I read, all of, I, I read all of Twilight before it became like, an international phenomenon and then the movies came out. You know? No, we had what the movies came out. We had like like a a, a very exciting moment. Yeah, so Yinka used to supply me with books then. And we had this thing going, it was you, Ife, and I think Wura. Yeah. Who who else again? We just used to like circle books around and then just just voracious readers. Me, myself, Ife, Wura, Gemi. Gemi, Ajayi. Gemi, Sola, Ajayi. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So you're saying you read a book and then the movie and then no, no, no. I, 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 I would not like to read a book and then watch the movie. <laughs> like for me, I know I'll be disappointed. Uh, this is a Michael Crichton timeline. I watched timeline, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It Don't do that be. to me ever, ever again. <laughs> it cannot be, you know. And then, so, but, but I enjoy reading books, and there are books that I enjoy so much that I read them two, three, yeah. four times. But there are also movies I've, I've seen like four Which times. One? First and Furious. Oh, jeez. First and Furious. Oh, what Diesel? All, all, them, all of them. One to seven. <laughs> I've seen them at least four times. Uh, is there a movie I've seen that many times? I can't remember, but I know series. Like Friends is one series I have to like, you know, binge watch every yeah. every year. The Office. Um, yeah, Friends and the Office. Friends and the Office. Yeah, those are my two big you know, yearly. And I have some Korean dramas that I have to, like, watch every year because I do this thing where I, I, I practice you. amnesia. Like, I don't remember what I watched last year. Let me try it again. <laughs> like, I'm trying to... So let me watch it again. I'm trying to recycle the experience. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's good. I, I think those are, like, good habits to have. I mean, the ability to consume books. Are they really? I think it's good. As long as you are... Yeah, I, see, I grew up reading books and the reason I, one of the reasons I have this podcast is because it started from books. It's from curiosity, like trying to find out what's happening in the world around me. But then reading is one thing, but then whatever you are reading, are you using it to transform yourself? Are you learning from it? Are you applying it to your life? I think that's also the second part of it. But um, if I choose between reading yeah. books and doing drugs, reading books. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's not even nature. It's like yeah, those are not two equal choices. Well, They're not equal B choices. Right now really. was option A, red pill or blue pill? <laughs> red bean <laughs> books, the blue pill bean yeah. drugs. I'll pop the red pill anytime. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's it's even a legacy you can, you know, pass down to your progenies. I think it's a healthy habit because you know how many people really want to be able to sit down with a book these days? There's so many things vying for your attention. And I speak as someone that has a lot of thoughts, you know, in my head and trying to, like, create stuff. If not for the joy I have cultivated from reading and the habit I have cultivated from reading all these years, it's very hard for me to start picking up that habit. But I know that reading books really 
there's a way it takes me on a journey that you know um if i were to travel it's, it's not just gonna be like yeah so yes i have to prioritize reading and so now even though i don't always have time to sit down with a book i do audiobooks a lot more what i used to commute a lot yeah. i know <laughs> but then what i do is that there are books that after i've watched i've listened to the audio i still get a hard copy of it and i still do the flipping bit there's something about books you know like when i travel i go to libraries i go to bookshops because i love the smell of books i love buying mm-hmm. books i love having books i love buying books i realize i no longer have space <laughs> so <laughs> i realize i no longer have space yeah. So what I do now is um I, I, I there's this app on my phone that I have to pay for any books. For any books. No, any books that mm. come. Yeah, so you just pay one of these and uh, I have access to any books I want. Anyone. Yeah, so I, I just read the so sometimes I'm bored or I feel like I just open the book and start yeah. reading. So yeah. Oh yeah, one. Yeah, so that's what I done. One addiction. of the things I was supposed to do this year before Corona, he was to go to Korea, and on my list there was to visit the Korex Mall. It's that big. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a library like from top to ceiling. It's books, and it's it has this wow. you know um, also avant-garde shape. It comes like a like alien spaceship. Mm-hmm. It has fifty thousand titles, and it's about 2,800 2, square meters, you know, in size. And I want to go there. You know, books are so intoxicating. As a child, then, if you wanted to make me happy, just take me to the nearest bookstore and have me pick books. And just that, that yes. was it. That was yes. it. Like books, was just that there. Was like it, <laughs> books were just there. And yeah, so I, I from one to another book nerd, I, I was like, and just keep going. I think it's a very good habit. You, you have no idea just how it's difficult for people to sit down and read books these days. Because I, I read books. You know, dropped a lot. This, you know, there's. The internet, which is good, but in Netflix, there's so many streaming stuff that you can just watch a movie and forget about books. I have books in my bathroom, mm-hmm. like in my toilet seat, but I have like nah. I have books everywhere, <laughs> even on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. On my uh, nightstand, by my office, yeah. like there are books everywhere, and sometimes I find myself reading like three, four books at like at the same time, and I I just stop. And sometimes mm. I find that when I really like a book, I never want it to end. So I was told, like, I have a particular book now, I'm like 10 pages, 10 pages yeah. and I don't want it to end. So I have paused it since like June. I know I should go back and finish it, but I don't want it to end. <laughs> so what I'm going to have to do is start from the beginning again and then finish it. Because, yeah, even with Twilight, it took me, I didn't want it to end. I didn't want Twilight to end. That, uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't want it to end. And this was, you know, my team, yes. Anyways, um, finally, finally, you you do a lot, I can tell. How do you balance your sleep and how are you able to, you know, compromise that with your health? Hmm. Okay, so um, of recent, I have learned that um, I need to do a lot more for myself. Yeah. And um, that means um, when you give me a task in the mm-hmm. office, I can negotiate the timelines, right? Um, if I don't do it now, will it constitute a national emergency? <laughs> you know, um, Defcon three level. <laughs> people at the uh, people at the risk. Yeah, people at the risk of dying. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, okay, so I have a lot on my plate now. Can I um, can I push it? 
and submit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But there are also times when I've gone days without sleeping. Days? Because I have a budget I'm working mm-hmm. on. Yes, mm-hmm. days. Like, okay, so I had, I, I had, I'm telling you, I had this 10-day grant making session and I needed to work on the budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh, before submitting, you know, before submitting to the donors, and um, I I found out that for like four out of those things, I didn't get up to the total. I didn't get up to a total of five hours of sleep. But after the fourth day, right, I crashed. And instead for how many hours? Like, I just no no no. I didn't sleep for three days, so I don't know how to do that. Once I just have peace and quiet, I crash. Mm. And then I, I've, I've, I've learned to, um, I've learned to prioritize myself. Okay. Yeah. So once I'm feeling tired or anything, I, I just, um, you know, take time off and, and, um, take care of me. Okay. Like at the end of the day, I'm, 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 I'm important. Yeah. You know? important. Yeah. But when I have to put my back, yeah, when I have to put my back into mm-hmm. it, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it. And and sometimes that's all people see. But I tell them, yes, I can do it for short periods of time. I can do it every time, mm-hmm. you know. I can do that. Uh-huh. But then there are times my head is too blocked to do <laughs> anything. So I tell them, I cannot think. All I need right now is a novel. And I'll pick a novel and travel. And don't call me while I'm at it. <laughs> yeah, so I just pick a novel and I go into my world of novels and I'm just reading a novel. Because for me, that's relaxation. I mean, just finding out what works for what you and do that. how you can give back to yourself. Yeah, I understand what you mean by that. Yeah. Okay, well, those are all the questions I had for you. I don't know, I'm, well, because you've been such a very nice guest today. Um, I'd like to give you an opportunity to ask me one question you might be curious to know maybe about my show or about myself, about me and then I'd like for you to just maybe, if you had one more thing to say like to wrap it up if you don't have any questions for me, that's fine, we can skip on to the last um, part yeah I, I, I don't have any questions okay. for you but I just want to commend you really, mm-hmm. yeah and um, I'm going to deny saying this <laughs> I'm going to I'm deny gonna saying this, this but but I'm going to use now, the audiogram <laughs> yeah um um I've, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and um i'm your number one number maybe number four fan no, that's one thousand and eighty one no <laughs> yeah I, I i've seen you um i like the fact that you're tenacious um i've seen you i've seen that tenacity over the years and not just on the podcast. I've seen it. I saw it when we were back in school, in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. I've seen you go for what you want, and I admire that about you. Um, I admire the fact that you've been open. And one of one of the things I asked myself when you know I wanted to come up was, can you be open, Nika? If you get to a point where you feel um, you don't want to share. Right? Will it be awkward if you said, uh, "Oh no, I don't want to share"? And um, I see you um, vulnerable, and um, it takes a strong person to be that vulnerable, Tolani. Yeah, it takes a very strong person to be that vulnerable, and um, just let it all out. 
and and I dare say that um, I've had to send your 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 link to some of my friends who I know are going through similar things, and um, you know, really don't want to talk about it, and it's really blessed them. So thank you for you know for doing what you do. Thank you for um, for letting people um, glean from your strength. Um, I, I remember one time I went through something, something, and um, it was Ayo Lusanya that was telling me, you're going through this so that you can be a source of strength to somebody else. And um, I want to say the same thing to you. Somebody else needs your strength to actually go through, to survive, to at least to, 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 to leave the next day without committing suicide. And um, thank you. You're an amazing woman. <laughs> I don't know how Taiwo copes with you, you know, and your beans cooking things, beans and plantain. I hope you no longer give me beans Every and plantain. But Every day. Oh, no. <laughs> what <time>? Every day. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're an amazing woman. You have, um, you have turned things that um, would cripple people to a fountain of strength. Well done. Oh, I want to do that trial, didn't I? <laughs> oh, thank you. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thank you. I, I, I do appreciate that. I mean, coming from you, I know it means a lot. And I, I'll take all of that. I'm tempted to make jokes just to get rid of this awkwardness that I'm feeling here in it. But I won't do that. I'm, I'll accept it. I accept everything. And I thank you. Sometimes I feel like, you know, even though I enjoy, for the most part, you know, talking to people and even the stories I share that are quite vulnerable, it took a while to get there. But sometimes you never even really know, or oh, someone listening, or is it, does it even matter to you know, people that I'm trying to share the story and get these stories across? And for sharing it with your friends, for listening, and for even giving me this feedback, it means a whole lot. And, you know, there's a part of it that, it's an ego trip that like, okay, keep doing it. That means it's working, it's working. And well, that's like a very tiny part. But the other part is just thank you. Like it, it means a lot because I know you. You don't. You're not that nice to like give compliments that you don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> just that. Thanks, Inka. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess we can just end with shout out to our pharmacy. Our very weird. Let me just put that. <laughs> what YBC two thousand and eight? Our pharmacy. Yeah, we're weird. It's very weird. It's a WhatsApp group that I know I cannot delete. I can't get. It. I mean, I. It's kind of like a comfort blanket. You know, it's there, but you don't always have to put it around. You can see just. You know, I don't have to explain mm-hmm. it. But I love. I love them. I. I love the. I love that as an idea that I have a WhatsApp group with my former colleagues or colleagues from. From college but we don't do much there <laughs> which i think should be a good thing because just go for you want to just carry it over <laughs> you cannot like i shout out to everybody there um chiamaka adora um amaka um adesua fumi alamide i can't remember, see i'm blanking out right now <laughs> i guess Toro, Cynthia, how can I forget Cynthia? Okay, but you get Yeah, she could have been the first person. Fulakia Green. Uh, Agui. That was Amaka's last name. 
Um, yes, I'm a, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, Neka. It's in the yeah, that we can't remember right now. Just want to say hi from the future. <laughs> yeah, all the boys. SOJ, SOJ. Um, Yeah, Oh my gosh. Oh, Bamishai. I mean, if I'm a booker, don't worry, just start from this. Noma. Noma, we forgot about Noma. Yes, oh, Kolapo. blessed memory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, blessed memory. Yeah. Onalo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I guess that's it. Well, Arika, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day or whatever is yeah. left of your night. Okay. Thank All right, darling. Thank you so much. Thank All you right, for having me, darling. And thank you. So much. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>all right guys so that was my friend Inka, and it was really nice to bring her on the show to share her story and thank you for hanging out with us today if you love this episode don't forget to share with your friends you can send me an email or comment or just let me know what you thought about it um yeah as always i remain your host most of all catch you guys on another episode of the more civil podcast bye